0: Log Talk Radio. All right, all right, all right. This is Watchman on the Wall. This is Elder G. Bizarre coming to you from Warren, Ohio. Good evening, my friends. Good evening in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the Great Alpha and the Great Omega. The beginning and the end. The first and the last. I'm here to tell you Jesus Christ is coming back. Oh, is he coming back? He's coming back. As a Can king you hear me, Yeah, I got you. I got you. I'm so sorry. I just want to interrupt That's you. Right. You're locked. Okay. That number is locked <laughs> in now, so you're good. Okay, got you. Got you, brother. All right, my bad. You're good. All right. Have a blessed night. Okay. All right, this is Elder G. Bazar coming to you from Watchmen on the Wall. End time, end time, end of the age. We are standing on the threshold of the return of our Lord, great God, and our Savior, Jesus Christ, the one that died 2,000 years ago, God in the flesh, God Almighty, God of the universe, the creator, the maker, is coming back to judge the world in righteousness. And in due time, he said, when you see these things coming to pass, when you see these things coming to pass, when you see war and strife and killing and murder, when you see all the catastrophes that's happening around the world, this is telling you it's getting closer and closer and closer. When you see Jerusalem come past with armies, when you see Russia getting ready to attack Israel, when you see the Jews getting ready to rebuild the temple, when you see the Antichrist is alive today on the earth, waiting for the Pacific moment, and that moment would be when Jesus Christ descends from heaven with a shout, with the voice of archangels and the trumps of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise, and we that remain alive shall be caught up in the middle of the air, <clears throat> And there we will be with the Lord forevermore. Ah, Yes, it is. It's coming, brothers and sisters. I'm here to tell you. I don't care what church you go to, whatever your preacher's preaching, but if he, if he ain't preaching, say, Jesus, and him crucified, died on Calvary's cross, and coming back again to get a blameless church, to get a righteous church, to get a sanctified church, to get a justified church, and there ain't going to be no liars there, there ain't going to be no backbiters there, there ain't going to be no home Mongols there, there ain't going to be no adulterers there, it's only going to be the saints of God that have been converted and changed their lives and made them a new creature through the blood of God. Jesus Christ. I'm telling you the truth. Amen. Your works ain't going to get you to heaven. Your looks ain't going to get you to heaven. Your tithe pain ain't going to get you to heaven. Whether you're on deacon board or sister board, amen, it ain't going to get you to heaven. Nothing can get you to heaven but what? The blood of Jesus Christ. He shed his blood once and for all. He died on Calvary Cross once and for all. He was put in the grave once and for all. He's resurrected once and for all, and he's coming back once and for all to what? Straighten out the world straighten out the world. He's gonna get rid of sin. He's gonna get rid of everything that's not like him. And if you in your sins, if you if you living wicked, if you living in unbelief, if you just going to church and going to church and going to church and haven't been changed by the blood of Jesus Christ and repenting of your sin, baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost and have a changed life, you are lost. You are lost. You are lost like a needle in a haystack. The only way that you can find God is through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can get to the Father but by me. He said, if any other man try to find another way to get to heaven other than the way that Jesus Christ made the way, he's a thief and a robber. Apostle Paul in Acts 12 said, there is no other name, there is no other way, there is no other uh, deity, there is no other God, there is no other name given among men where men can be saved in the name of Jesus Christ. Listen to me, brother. This is no play toy. I'm not playing with you. I'm not playing with you. Jesus Christ is coming again. The Euphrates River is drying up. The Euphrates River is drying up. It's almost at rock bottom. And it don't take another maybe two to three, two, one to two years, it'll be completely dry. And it's going to be so dry that the kings of the east, Red China, will be able to cross over, cross over the land of the Euphrates River. It ain't going to be long. It ain't going to be long. The Jews are preparing to rebuild the third temple. The temple, my friends, the temple, they're building it for the Antichrist. They think it's Jesus Christ, but it's not Jesus Christ. It's the Antichrist. It's anti-God, anti-holy, anti-righteous, anti-justified, anti-it's against God. And the Antichrist will be against God because the devil says, I'm going to come and try to deceive the whole world, and guess what? He's doing a pretty good job because nobody's paying attention. Nobody's looking at the newspaper. No, They're looking at social media, and social media ain't got no news. They got bad news everywhere. Amen. The only good news that I know, ooh, the only good news that I know, please listen to me, please listen to me, the only good news I know is Jesus Christ is God Almighty in the flesh, he came down here and died for my sins, your sins, and the sins for the whole world. He's been gone for 2,000 years, and 2,000 years are up. And since the 2,000 years are up, Bible prophecy is coming to a head. And the first thing's going to happen that's going to shock the world. Woo! What's going to shock the world? The rapture of the church. The church is getting ready to be raptured up. And whether you're ready or not, whether you save or not. Because only the saved is going to be raptured up. Only to, uh-oh, wait a minute. You mean to tell me only saved people going to heaven? That's right. If you ain't saved, you ain't going to heaven. The Bible says that. The Bible says no man, no sin will ever enter the kingdom of God. And that means if you in your sins, if you have not repented of your sins and bowed before the bow before the, kneel kneel before the foot of the cross, and call on the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and tell the Lord, I am sorry for my sins, I am sorry for my wickedness, I'm sorry for my all, the wicked things that I have done, and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that he shed his blood 2,000 years ago, and the blood of Jesus has never and never will lose his power. It's the same yesterday, he's the same today, and he's the same forevermore, and pretty. soon we're gonna be out of here We getting ready to leave but the next thing gonna to happen to shock the world is the catching away of the saints of God and you say what you mean catching away the saints of God I'm talking about Thessalonians I'm talking about Thessalonians let's see what it says about catching away catching away into the clouds catching away into the into the cosmos going on past the moon, the stars, going on past Jupiter, going on past uh, 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 Neptune. It's going to be a horrific event. It's going to be a nightmare for a lot of people. It's going to be a nightmare. It's going to be so frightening, people are going to pull hair out of their head. They're going to go frenzy and realize that the rapture has occurred, and when it does occur, uh, occur, it's going to be millions of people missing from the planet Earth. Millions of people from all the way around the world. All way around the world. Apostle Paul said, in that day coming, amen, when the rapture of the church occur, it's going to be worldwide. You talking about worldwide? It's going to be a wide from East Coast, West Coast, North Coast, South Coast. It's going to be from every continent, every Every country, men, boys and girls will be missing. Listen what Apostle Paul said. Apostle said, look here. In the fourth chapter of First Thessalonians. First chapter. First Thessalonians. We go to the fourth chapter at the what? At the thirteen verse. Thirteen verse. He said, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. That ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe, if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus. Uh oh, sleep in Jesus. What you mean? In other words, those that died in Christ, those that died with a sanctified life. What you mean sanctified life, preacher? I'm talking about a sanctified life means that your soul, your soul, your spirit has been washed in the blood of the Lamb. You are sanctified. You are set apart for the service of God. You are made a new creature. Old things are passed away. You are a brand new, spanking new creature in Jesus Christ. And if you die in Jesus Christ and they put your body in the grave, well, at the sound of the trumpets, God said, listen what the Bible said. He said, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus' will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive, we which are walking on the planet, remain until the coming of the Lord, shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord, the Lord God Almighty, the Christ that died on Calvary, the Christ that put in the grave, the Christ that was resurrected on, on Sunday morning, the Christ that ascended up to heaven, 2,000 years ago, the Christ has said, I'm going away to prepare a place for you, and if I go away, I will come again and receive you to myself. And where I am, you're going to be there also. I'm talking about that Christ. I'm talking about the God of heaven. I'm talking about Elohim. I'm talking about Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Shalom. I'm talking about Jehovah Nisi. I'm talking about the God of gods and the Lord of lords is going to send his son down with a shout with the voices of archangels and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first and then which we are alive remain shall be caught together in uh, with them in the clouds I'm going for cloud I'm going cloud bound it says shall meet the Lord in the air so shall we ever be with the Lord wherefore comfort one another with these words Lord have mercy I'm talking about the saints of God now the saints of God should be able to talk about it since so they are to be able to be happy when Jesus Christ sounds his voice they tell me the dead in Christ is going to and we that remain alive will be called to meet the Lord in the air. And we're gonna meet him in the heavenlies. And when we meet him in the heavenlies, we're going to the judgment seat of Christ. That's where the church is headed for. Woo! And let me tell you, there ain't gonna be nobody. There ain't gonna be no Baptist church there. There ain't gonna be no white church there. There's not gonna be no Jewish church there. There's not gonna be no it's not going to be no specific name of anybody being in a church or a denomination or an occult because the church is the body of Christ. The church of God is not the building. The church of God is not mm, the, the pews. It's not the light bulbs. It's not the chandeliers. The church is the body of Christ that Jesus purchased with his own blood. The church is a living organism. The church is a, a, a living organism. It's the only divine uh, uh it's only divine. organization that has a future. The church is the only thing that has a true future. And the future is in Jesus Christ. Uh, It's not in Satan. Satan don't have no future. Satan don't have no hope. Satan don't have no joy. Satan don't have nothing but sin, destruction. He don't have nothing but misery and agony. He don't have nothing but fire and brimstone. He don't have nothing but torments uh, in the bowels of the earth. uh, And they tell me the devil is on the rampage. He's he's out to see what he can do. He's out to destroy, kill, rob, and destroy. But let me tell you, Jesus Christ said, I didn't come um, but to give a life and give it to you more abundantly. And so what I'm trying to tell you this afternoon, my friends, you need to get ready. You need to quit depending upon going to church, you're going to save. You need to quit depending upon good works, you're going to save. You need to quit depending upon uh, your friends or your neighbors or your mama or your daddy or your sister or your money. You can't depend upon that because that will never, 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 never bring salvation. Let me show you what the Bible said would bring salvation. Look what Apostle Paul said. In the book of Romans, the 10th chapter, listen what it says the only thing that can bring salvation Romans 10 and 9. It says, If thou confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, thou shalt believe in thy heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, Man believeth into righteousness and with the mouth confession is made into salvation. For the scripture said, whosoever believeth on him shall not perish. I'm telling you right now, Jesus Christ is answer. It's not Buddha. It's not Shintoism. It's not no denomination that can save your soul. Your soul has to be saved. It has to be redeemed. It has to be brought back into the relationship with God Almighty. And Jesus Christ is the only one that can bring you back into the right relationship with Jesus Christ and let you be set free from satanic powers because the devil is out roaring like a lion. He's a man. He's mad at the world. He's mad at Christ. He's mad at righteous people. He's mad because he knows that he's damned. He's damned forever. There's no hope for the devil. No hope at all. There's no hope for Hollywood. There's no hope for anybody that's living in sin. If you love sin, you ain't got no hope. If you deny Jesus Christ, you ain't got no hope. If you are doing what you want to do and reject the love of God, because the Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And if you don't know Jesus tonight, you need to know him in the pardon of your sins. And knowing them in the pardon of your sins, you can come to Christ. And the only way you can come to Christ is through the love of Christ, the one that died on Calvary, the one that got on Calvary. Sin is poison like a viper. Sin is poisoned like a viper. Sin is stubborn like a mule. Sin is cruel like a bear. Sin is destructive like a canker worm. Sin is unclean like a wild dog. Sin is cunning like a fox. Sin is fierce like a wolf. Sin devours like a lion. And it destroys the soul of man. It damns the soul of man. Let me tell you something. There is a hell. There's a hell. Jesus Christ went to hell. And when he went to hell, he went down to preach to those that was in captives. The Old Testament saints was captive in the bowels of the earth. Because there's a a distinguish between the, the Gehenna, the lake of fire, and hell, and Hades, and Tartars. There's different compartments inside the earth different locations inside the earth, my friends. It's there. It's there. Hell is the place in which Jesus Christ told this actual event that happened during his lifetime here on the earth. There was a rich man and there was a poor man. The poor man's name was Laps. The rich man, some say he was named Divees. and Davies was a rich man. He had everything that the soul could desire. He had everything that anybody could desire. And Lazarus was a poor, poor man, and he crawled up on the backside of the back door of the rich man's cafe, and he was looking in the garbage cans, and there was a dogs following him, licking his sores, and he got up to the back door of the man that had all the money, had all the food, had everything that he wanted, and he was asking the man for some crumbs from the leftover food. He was asking for something to eat, and he was full of sores, and the dog was his only doctor's office. The dogs would look his sores, and by dogs licking your sore. The sword on him was being healed by the tongue of the dog. He had no friend. He had nowhere to go. And he was only asking the rich man, could you give me a little crumb of bread? And the rich man said, get the hell out of here. I don't need you hanging around my back door. Just take this stuff and get it out of here. I don't want you to embarrass me. And you're in my back door, and I'm going to tell you one thing. I better not catch you around here anymore because I'm, 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 I'm somebody, I'm somebody, I'm a man that holds a whole lot of riches, I'm a man with materialistic gains, I'm a man that I feel like I'm invincible, well, that's all right, they tell me one day, one day, the rich man died, yeah, when he died, they tell me he lifted up his eyes in hell, Uh uh-oh, is that what the Bible said? Yes, that's what the Bible says. What did the Bible say? Let's see what the Bible said, my friends. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm am a preach tonight. I'm a preach. I'm a talk. I'm a teach, and I'm gonna proclaim. Your soul needs to be saved tonight, my brothers, my sisters. Let me tell you, I love you. I love you, those that's listening out there. I don't want you to go to hell for nobody. I want you to go to heaven. Amen. I want you to be with Jesus Christ from here to eternity. I want you to be at peace with God now because they'll tell me God's peace passes all understanding. We're going to look in the book of St. Luke. Amen. We're going to look in the book of St. Luke and see can we find that event that happened with the rich man, the rich man and Lazarus. And we will find out that the rich man, a man saw the poor man come to his back door, and when the poor man came to his back door, the Bible says that when he saw him, the rich man said, get out of here. Don't need you around here. And in the process of time, the rich man died. Listen, every person on this earth has an appointment with death. Every person on this earth has an appointment with death. The high, the low, the rich, the poor, the ugly, the unlovely, the just, the unjust, the righteous, the unrighteous has appointment with death. Death is going to come to your door one day. And we're going to see in this here this event that happened between Jesus, the rich man, and Lazarus, we're going to see exactly what happened. And we will find out. In the process of time, the rich man died. And the Bible says when he died, he lifted up his eyes in hell. And then he said, The poor man died. When the poor man died, they tell me the angels took him in their bosom and took him to a place called paradise. And paradise in the Old Testament, in the Old Testament was in the bowels of the earth. And hell was in the bowels of the earth. And between hell and between paradise, there was a great gulf called the bottomless pit. And in that pit is demons. In that pit, there's a great gulf between paradise and hell. And when Lazarus died, he was caught in the bosom of Abraham. And the rich man saw the poor man afar off. And when he saw the poor man afar off, he called out, To Lazarus, they said, oh, Lazarus, oh, Lazarus, could you come down here and touch my tongue for this flame that's around me is tormenting. Could you bring me a drop of water on the tip of your finger and ooze the flame and the heat and the torment? And to tell me, Abraham said, no, he can't do it because there's a great gulf between paradise and hell. Oh, my friends, can you understand what I'm saying? The Bible is right. The Bible is true. The Bible is all the way round true. And God himself don't want nobody to go to hell. He don't want nobody to go to hell. He wants those that will come to him to save them from sin, death, hell, and the grave. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. We are living in a day now, the Bible tells me before Jesus Christ comes again, they tell me there's going to be wars and wars and rumors of wars. There is going to be pestles and diseases. And if you read your Bible, it gives you clearly exactly what's going to happen In the last days, in the last days, he says, Jesus said in the 21st chapter of St. Luke, listen to this, listen to this real good. Jesus said unto him, take heed that ye be not deceived, for many shall come in my name saying that I am Christ, false Christ. Men that try to claim that they are Jesus Christ. Men that try to take and say that they are God Almighty. Men have said this for the longest For the last 6,000 years, men have tried to claim the deity of Jesus Christ. But the Bible tells me in the last days, Jesus said, many shall come in his name and say that they are Christ. And the time doth near. Go ye therefore, go go ye not therefore after them, but ye shall hear of what? Wars. There's over 45 wars going on in the world today. Forty-five. Wars going on around the world and commotion. Be not terrified, for these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet, by and by. And then said he unto to them, Nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, And great earthquakes. We don't have earthquakes after earthquakes after earthquakes. Every day the earth is shaking somewhere on the planet and shall be in diverse places, many places. And famine, people are starving every day. And pestilence, diseases, is spreading like wildfire. And fearful sights and great signs shall be from heaven. Oh, my God. Let's talk about that. The great signs. What kind of signs you see? Falling stars, moving stars. We see... UFOs and flying saucers and men controlling these entities which are demonic activity in the planet. These flying saucers is nothing but deities. There are fallen angels and there are signs in the heavens and there's going to be more of them being shown as we go into the year 2023. Twenty-three is what you're talking about. It's going to be a year of all years because the Bible prophecy is almost coming to an end. It's coming to an end as far as the church age because when the church age is finished, when the church age is done, when the Lord removed the church, we're going to go into the seven-year tribulation. And the seven-year tribulation will be seven years of judgment upon the planet. So right now, if you be left here on this planet when the rapture of the church occur, that means that you will be caught in the seven-year tribulation. And if they tell me seven-year tribulation, according to Revelation, is going to be like hell on earth. It's going to be all kind of commotions. And Jesus said, but therefore, but before all these things shall all these things, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you and deliver you up to the synagogue and prisons and being brought before the kings and rules my, for my name's sake, and it shall be turned you to the testimony. Settle therefore in your hearts not to meditate before which you shall answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all of your adversary shall not be able to gain say nor resistance, and ye shall be betrayed both. Listen now, betrayal in the famine. Listen to what Jesus said. This is what Jesus said in the last days, the close of the the close of the sixth millennium. Listen to what he said, and ye shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren and kinfolks and friends and some of you shall cause, be called to be put to death, and you shall be hated of all men for my name's sake. You know what nation is hated more than any other nation on the planet? The Jewish nation is hated more than any other nations on the planet. The Gentiles hate the Jews. They hate the Jews because Satan is working behind the gentile nation to hate the Jewish people because the satanic powers hate the Jews. Why do the devil hate the Jews? You know why the devil hates the Jews? Because the Jews are the one that wrote the holy scriptures by the power of God. The Jews are the one that brought the Messiah into the world. The Jews are the one and the only nation that was an example to the other nation to let the other nation, there's nothing but one God, one God, one creator, one maker, one savior, and that savior is Jesus Christ, which is God Almighty. Lord, have mercy. He said, listen, I'll read this again. And ye shall be betrayed both by parents and brethren and kinfolks and our nations to date, our families today." are being wiped out. The families are wiping out families. The mama against the father, the brothers against the kinfolks, the friends, and some of you shall be called to be put to death. And you shall be hated of all men. The Jewish nation is going to be hated by all men upon the face of the earth. But there shall not be one hair of your head perish. In your patience possess ye your souls. And when you shall see Jerusalem come past with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. Then let them which are in Judea flee into the mountains. Let them which are in the midst of it depart out, and let not them which are in the countries enter thereinto, For these are the days of vengeance that all things which are written may be fulfilled. But woe unto them that are with child. Talking to the Jews now. And to them that give suck in those days. For there shall be a great distress in the land and the wrath upon this people. What is he saying there? What is Jesus saying there? He is saying to the Jewish nation that woe unto those that are with child. He said, pray that those Fright don't come on the Sabbath. Why? Because the Jews do not go nowhere on the Sabbath day. And if the abomination distillation take place during the middle of the tribulation, that means that a lot of Jews will be wiped off because they won't move on the Sabbath day. And I pray right now that the abomination distillation do not come on the Jewish Sabbath day because I don't want the Jews to have to perish on that day because I want them to go and hide because God got a place called Petra down there between Edom and Moab, and he's going to let them go into the mountains and hide them for three and one-half years in the tribulation period. This is the Bible. Now, I ain't talking about something off the top of my head. I ain't making this up. This is the Bible, and these Jews are going to be secured by God Almighty, and they shall fall by the sword, shall be led away captive unto all nations, and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. Wow. That means the Jews are going to be persecuted by the Gentiles until the Gentiles have been fulfilled, and that will be done during the tribulation period because the nations of the world, listen to what I'm saying, the nations of the world is going to try to come against Jerusalem. And by them trying to come against Jerusalem, they're going to lose a battle. Because I'm going to tell you right now, the next big war that's going to come on the scene is named the war that's in the book of Ezekiel, And that war is found in the 38th chapter and the 39th chapter. And this is what you call the Gog-Magog war. This is World War Three. This is a war that Russia Because the Bible says Gog and Magog is Russia, Meshach and Tubal, and the prince of Rosh. It says that the word of the Lord came into me, 38 chapter of Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, set thy face against the land of Magog and the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal and the prophecy against them. That's preparing right now. Russia, Russia. Russia is preparing to come down upon Israel. Look what Ishika said 2,700 years ago it's fulfilling today. And Ukraine is not going to win this war. Ukraine is not going to win this war. Russia is going to continue to break them down. I hate that, but let me tell you, that's Bible prophecy. And let me tell you, God said, Meshach, Meshach and Tuba, the prince of Meshach and Tuba, I got something against you. I'll tell you what I'm going to do to you. He said in the fourth verse, 38 chapter, the fourth verse, it says, I will turn thee back. God is saying this. Thank you, Lord. God is saying this. God said, I will turn thee back and put hooks in your jaws, and I will bring thee forth. And all thine armies, horses and horsemen, even a great company with bucklers and shields, all of them handling swords. It will be these five nations that will come down from the north of Russia, Meshach and Tuba, It will be Persia. It will be Ethiopia. It will be Libya. It will be all of them with shields and helmets. It will be Gomer and all the bands and the house of Togomar and the northern quarters which would be Turkey. And Turkey just had an earthquake. They had two earthquakes. 40,000 people wiped off the face of the earth. God! Now you say God is mean and cool, and God is, and, and, and he ain't playing a fair game, but God has won the nations of the world. He has won the nations of the world, uh, uh, through the Jewish people to let them know the God that the Jews serve is the true God. All these other false gods that the heathen nations have as false gods. They're worshiping demons and devils and cohorts. They're worshiping Satan and they believe that Allah is going to save the world. They believe that Buddha is going to save the world. they can believe that Jehovah Witness is going to save the world. They believe all these ill religions. religions, and let me tell you, the only one can save the world is the one that died on Calvary's cross. The one that gave up the ghost Dropped his head between the locks of his shoulder and went down into the bowels of the earth to set the captives free. It's only Jesus that can save the world. It's only Jesus that can make the world better. And when he come back again, he's going to destroy every work that the devil has laid down. He's going to destroy the wicked. He's going to destroy the hypocrite. He's going to destroy the sinner if they don't repent and turn from their wicked ways. Because the Bible says righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. And the Bible says, that God is righteous in all his ways and, and all his works. And whenever God gets angry and he's not pleased with this generation, he's not being pleased with the further generation, and he's telling the world today, wake up! church, and get it right with God because he's surely coming back. And they tell me in the 38th chapter of, 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 of Ezekiel, we see these five nations that's going to come down with Russia, and they're planning right now because Russia is making link with Persia, he's, Russia's making link with Ethiopia, uh, Russia's making link with Libya, making link with Gomer, making link with Togomar, making link with all the bands and many people with these. He said, be thou prepared and prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembling unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. After many days. Now, this is Ezekiel talking 2,600 years ago, talking about today, 2023, 2,700 years ago just wrote this, and he said, after many days, and it has been many days, it has been two and one-half millennia, 2,001 half of millennium. That's a lot of years. That's a lot of days. That's a lot of minutes. That's a lot of seconds. And he says, after many days, thou shalt be visited. In the latter years. The latter years is 2023. The latter years is 2024. The latter years is 2025. The latter years is 2026. They're going to be visited. Israel is going to be visited by Russia and the five nations that's going to come down with them. And he says, I'm going to do what? He said, thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword. And that is Israel, brought back from the sword, no longer Israel is going to suffer until Jesus comes. She's going to suffer one more time during the tribulation period. And he said, now listen, he said, and, and it's gathered out of many people against the mountain of Israel, which have been always waste, but it is brought back forth out of the nation. And they shall dwell safely. All of them. And in a word, God is telling Ezekiel that Israel is going to come back into the land. And when they come back into the land, they're going to dwell there safely. They're going to be in the land that God promised Abraham 4,000 years ago, 6,000 years ago. God promised Abraham that this land that you in now, I'm gonna give it to the children of Israel. I'm gonna let them be the head of the nations during the millennium reign. In the millennium reign, the Jews are gonna be the head of all the nations. They are gonna be they are gonna be in charge of worshiping. They're gonna be in charge of praise. They're gonna be in charge of all that God is gonna give them. And the Gentiles will have to stand on the side of the line and watch how to really praise God and serve God because the Jewish people are going to show them how to praise God because the Jews have never, as a nation, acknowledge who Jesus Christ is. But in the end time the Jews are gonna recognize by the grace of God and by the love of God and by the long suffering of God. And I'm gonna bring back my people in the land of Israel and I'm gonna deal with them. I'm gonna re I'm gonna reab them. I'm gonna reunite them. I'm gonna renew them. I'm gonna restore them and let the world know the Gentile nations are the ones that's gonna have to come to him and recognize that the Messiah that they nailed and hung on calvary's cross is the leader of the he's the leader of the church he's the leader of israel he's the leader of all things because all things were made by him and without him there is nothing made that it is made this is the jesus that i'm talking about the lamb of god the rose of sharon and the Mm -hmm. lily of the valley yes he's coming back he's coming back in this generation this is the last generation. There ain't no other generation after this one. Why? Because this is the generation in which Israel will be restored. And this is said, after many days, thou shalt be visited. And in the latter years, thou shalt come in the land and be brought back from the sword and be gathered out of the many people against the mountain of Israel, which have always waste, but it is brought back out of the nations and they shall dwell safely, all of them. And thou shalt... whoo listen. This is what Russia is getting ready to do. This is what Russia is getting ready to do. Thou shalt ascend and come like a storm, and thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land. Thou and all thy bands, B-A-N-D-S, and many people with thee, five nations, Five nations going to come from the north. Five nations, including Russia, is going to come from the north to go up on the holy mountain of Israel. They're preparing it now. They're getting ready for it. Putin is working on Ukraine. Putin wants Ukraine. He has to have that part of the country in order to come down from the north between the Baltic Sea and the Black Sea. And thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. I will go to them that are at rest, that dwell safely, all of them without walls and having neither bars or gate. There's a peace pact coming. There's a peace treaty coming. There's an Antichrist coming. There's a false prophet coming. And in this time, the part of Ezekiel 38, in the first part of the tribulation, the Antichrist is going to sign a peace treaty. This peace treaty will come after the defeat of Russia and the five armies, because it's only going to take 24 hours, a 24-hour battle. And later on in the 38th and 39th chapter of Ezekiel, we're going to show you what God is going to do. God's going to do this now, and God can do what he please. God can do what he wants. Ain't nobody can control God. Nobody can tell God what to do, when, how, what, and who is he. Why? Because he's all God, all by himself, and he don't need nobody to tell him because he's a God of love, and he loves his creation, and he wants to save all those that will come to him. And he's working on it right now. He's letting you know in the scriptures exactly just about when he's getting ready to come. So when you see Putin, when you see Putin and these five nations get together, you better pack your bag. The church better pack their bag. Because let me tell you, in a moment of a twinkling of an eye, the church will disappear. And when it disappears, all those that's left here on this earth will have to face the Antichrist. And there won't be one saved person on this earth after the rapture. You hear what I said? There won't be one saved person on this earth after the rapture. After the rapture, there will be nothing but sinners left here. And since there won't be nothing but sinners left here, the Bible tells me God is going to share his grace for the last seven years. He's going to make sure that the ones that are left here will hear the gospel of the kingdom. Now listen to what I'm trying to tell you. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you. The church will be gone. The church has failed the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The church as a whole has failed the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ because people are not preaching the gospel. The preachers are not preaching the gospel. The people are not living for God no more. The people don't fear God no more. People don't believe in the birth, death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ anymore. People are not bowed down at the foot of the cross in an humble spirit in the fear of God. Recognize your sin is going to drive you to hell. And hell is going to be full of unbelievers, nothing but unbelievers. No Christians will be there. No backslider will be there. The only one going to be there is a sinner and a hypocrite because a hypocrite is somebody that's trying to claim Jesus Christ and don't know him. They have a form of God, but they don't have no power. So don't you worry. The backslider will be caught up. The backslider is a saved person that's not in the will of God. They're out of the will of God. They're walking in the flesh. They're not obeying the spirit. They got the spirit, but they're not obeying it. And so they call themselves a backslider. And God said in his word in Jeremiah, he said, I am married. I am married. I am married to a backslider. He said, by my my love, I have drawn you. And it's the God's love that's drawn you. How do I know that the box cloud is going to be there? Let me tell you what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. Then Sodom and Gomorrah, the city was so wicked and so abominable, and God said, I'm gonna send down two angels, and I'm gonna count down from 50 all the way down to five. And if you can find five in the city, I will not destroy the city. And they couldn't find five, but there was a man in there named Lot, and Lot was a backslider. And the Bible tells me Lot uh, was vexed by the sin of his righteous soul, and God sent down two angels, and told lot and his family get out the city get out the city, because I'm going to destroy it with fire and brimstone. I'm going to eliminate it. I'm going to terminate it. I'm going to delete it. I'm going to get rid of sin and burn it to the ground. And they tell me the angels came in that night and and told Lot, you got to get out early in the morning, mm, because the Lord is going to destroy the city. And since I couldn't find five righteous, I'm going to bring fire and brimstone down on it. I'm going to wipe out the liar, the backbiter, the homicide, I'm going to wipe them out, I'm going to clean up, because sin is what I hate, sin is what I can't stand, sin is what I can't tolerate, and they tell me early, early, early in the morning, yeah. They tell me, you tell uh, Lot's wife, you tell Lot and his two daughters, uh, when you get out the city, don't look back, keep on running, run to the mountain of Zonar and hide because I'm going to bring judgment upon the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. And they tell me early in the morning, Lot got his two daughters and got his wife and said, look, we got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. God is going to destroy the adulterers and liars and fornicators and drug addicts. He's going to destroy the gays and the hays. He's going to destroy the lesbianism. He's going to get rid of them if they don't come out and get out this city. But the lays and the gays wasn't, wasn't the one thinking about getting out. They said, no, we ain't going to get out. We're going to stay right here. And the world today is likened to Sodom and Gomorrah. America has come like Sodom and Gomorrah. Hey, look over here! They tell me we got some wicked people on the planet in America and around the world that's spitting at God. That's balling up their fists. They're come. They're telling God to take a flying leap, but they tell me Lot took his two daughters and his wife and started running. They ran, they ran, and they ran, and they ran. And then old Lot's wife, she laying her back mm, in the time, and she said, I want to see the city one more time. I want to see what it looked like. I want to see what's being destroyed. And the Bible tells me, God said, don't look back, mm, because if you look back, mm, you'll turn to a pillar of salt. And there's a lot of people looking back mm, into Sodom and Gomorrah. There's lot of people looking back mm, into their own old life. There's a lot of people looking back in their minds and in their spirit. And when you look back mm, from the glorious gospel of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, when you look back mm, and don't keep your eyes on the cross, you'll turn to a pillow of salt. And they tell me, Lot White, looked back. And when she looked back, she turned to a pillow of salt. And the statue still in there by the Dead Sea. And they tell me it's full of salt and Lot's wife Lot's wife turned into a pillar of salt and the world today is looking back At Buddhism, looking back at Jehovah's Witness, looking back on all these religions and uh, uh, occult religions, and some people looking back at denominationism, and they tell me they're turning to a pillow of salt, the hardness of the heart because the more you reject Jesus Christ, the harder your heart gets. The more you refute the cross, the more you dog the cross, the more you ignore the cross, you turn into a pillow of salt. You turn hard. You turn ruthless. You turn like a dog, like a, a swine eating his own sow. You turn until you don't want to hear nothing about God. You don't want to even pray. You won't read your Bible. You won't come down to Bible study. You won't do nothing, but you'll go to football game, basketball game, you'll go down to the strip joint. You'll go down to the beer joint. You'll go anywhere that you want to go. And as you're going along, you're turning to a pillow of salt because you're looking back. Good God Almighty. The Bible says, look up mm, for your redemption door. Nah, it didn't say look down. It said press on to the high calling which is in Christ Jesus. Gog and God 2023. Israel is getting ready for the Antichrist to arrive. The Antichrist is already here. He's here. He's in the land. He's in Western Europe. And he's waiting for the period of time for him to come on the scene. And when he come on the scene, they're going to say peace. And they're going to sign a pact a covenant with the Jewish people. And the Jews are gonna make residence for him. They're gonna rebuild the temple, the third temple of all human history. First temple was built by Solomon. The second was by Zerubbabel. The third one will be built pretty soon. They are making plans to reconstruct the third temple. When they get ready to build that temple, look out because they're already doing it. They're already doing it. The Jews are. Wake up, church. Wake up, preacher. Wake up, drunkard. Wake up, liar. Jesus Christ is getting ready to come back Because they tell me the Antichrist Cannot sit in the temple Until the church is removed The church has to be removed Because the tribulation period is not for the Gentile nation It's for the Jewish nation And by the Jewish nation Having seven years left to do their ministry Gentiles will have a blessing To hear the gospel of the kingdom From the Jewish people And hearing it from the Jewish people Is so unique It's so extraordinary. It's so dynamic because the Jews have never claimed Jesus Christ as the Messiah, the one that died on Calvary's cross, but they're going to do it. And when they do it, it's the world upside down. People are going to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't you know Jesus Christ is getting ready to come back because he's coming back to get the Jews in line. This peace treaty that I'm talking about, a seven-year peace treaty, the Antichrist is going to give the Jewish people the right to rebuild the temple, and the Jews are going to believe that this man is Jesus Christ, and he is not Jesus Christ. He's a specimen of Saint of Satan, and Satan is the one that's going to bring on the Antichrist, anti-God, anti-holy, anti-Bible. Everything is anti against the word of God, and he's going to speak great things against the Most High, and he's going to tell the Jews, I am the Messiah, and the Jews are going to believe it, and they're going to let him, they're going to let him sign the treaty, and there'll be a peace in the city. And they're going to tear down the walls. They won't have to fear about armies coming and invading them because the Antichrist said, I'm going to give you seven years of protection. I'm going to be right there for you. I'm going to protect you. But he's a liar. The devil is a liar. He's a father of lies. He lied. He lied in heaven. He lied on the earth. He lied in the Garden of He lied in the Garden of Eden. He's lying now. He'll be lying in hell. Why? Because he's a liar and a father of all lies. He's a deceiver and he deceived the world right now. Don't be deceived. It's only Jesus. It's only Jesus. It's not Buddha. It's not Shintoism. It's not Mormonism. It's not Baptist. It's not Presbyterian. It's not Lutheran. It's not Catholic. It's not none of the religion that's going to deliver you from the damnation of hell is only going to take the blood of Jesus Christ, the one that suffered on Calvary's cross. It's going to take God's blood, and his blood was in Christ, and since his blood was in Christ, it was spotless, it was sinless, and Jesus Christ said, I am a father one, and he said, if you want to get to God, you got to come by me, so no man can get to the Father until he come by me. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and there's no preacher There's no bishop, there's no deacon There's nobody in the house of God Nobody in the church That can overthrow the church Nobody can claim themselves To be Jesus Christ Because Jesus Christ is in heaven now And he's waiting For the father to say Go get him And that's why the Bible says Nobody knows the day and hour Not even the son Nothing but the father and if the son is the father, that means only God knows. And when God gets ready, he's going to say, I'm ready to go. I'm going to blow the trumpet. I'm going to shout. You talk about shouting. Jesus Christ said, I'm going to shout. I'm going to blow the trumpets. I'm going to raise up the dead. I'm going to take those that remain alive and then catch them in the air. In a moment, they will twinkle of an eye. And after the Antichrist will come. And this is what it says in the 12th verse, to take spoil, to take spoil, and to take a prey, to turn thy hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited, and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations, which have gotten cattle and goods, and dwell in the midst of the land. These are what? These are the people of Israel. The most richest land in the planet is Israel. The land of Israel is the richest land on the planet. And God placed the Jews there in that land. Why? Because during the millennium reign, the Jews are going to be the head of all the nations. And the Gentile nations will have to stand by and look at how they are going to serve God. God's going to give the Jews an opportunity, a remnant, to be saved during the tribulation period. But the Antichrist will come. And when he comes, he's coming out of Western Europe. And listen to what I'm saying to you. Listen, pay attention. Open your eyes. Don't go to sleep. Don't slob on yourself. Let me tell you, Russia's getting ready for World War III. Iraq is getting ready. Iran is getting ready. Persia's getting ready. All these Muslim nations are going to gather up a band of army that's going to be able to cover the land. And they're going to go down on the holy mountain of Israel and try to overthrow Jerusalem. And God said, you can't do it because I'm going to show you in the next few verses what God is going to do. Listen to what he says here. He said, Sheba, the Dan, merchants of Tarkish, and all the young lions shall say unto thee, Art thou come to take a spoil? Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods, and to take a great spoil? These nations are England, England and the Isles. All these nations are young nations. America, all these nations, is coming down to take the riches of the land of Israel. Listen, take the riches of the land of Israel and go in and ramsack the city. You can't touch Jerusalem. You cannot touch the city of the king. You cannot bother those people. You cannot bother the Jews who get by. You touch the Jews... God said, you touch the apple, no mine eye. He said, whoever blessed you, I'm going to bless them. Whoever curse you, I'm going to curse them. Gentile nations, church folks, anybody that says they're Christian, you should be praying for the Jews. You should be supporting the Jews in prayer and finance. You should be asking God, let me. Let the Gentile nation be a light to the Jews and the Gentile nation saying we don't want the Jews around. We want to bomb them. We want to kill them. We want to be like Adolf Hitler and slay all of them. But let me tell you something, whoever you are, whatever you are, who you coming from or who you talking to, you better leave the Jews alone. If you don't do nothing, you better bless them. You better tell the Lord God Almighty, Lord, what can I do to win them? What can I do to inspire? Them? What can I do to let them know that Jesus Christ is the Messiah? And that's the only way you can do it is by love. You got to love them. Fourteenth verse says, "Therefore, son of man, prophesy unto Gog." Thus saith the Lord God: In that day, that's the day, when my people of Israel dwell in safety safely, thou shalt not know it. And thou shalt come from thy place out of the north parts. The north of Jerusalem is Moscow. I say the north of Jerusalem is Moscow. Thou and thy many people with thee, all of them riding up on horses, a great company and a mighty army. And thou shalt come up against my people of Israel as a cloud to cover the land, and it shall be in the latter day, latter day, twenty twenty three, after latter day, twenty twenty four, latter day, twenty twenty five, latter days, and I will bring thee against my land, that the heathens may know me. God is saying the heathens gonna know me when I shall be sanctified. God said I'm gonna sanctify myself. Sanctification means to be set apart. And God has been dull. He has been ridiculed. He has been laughed at. He said, I'm going to sanctify myself and prove to you. He's a nature. I'm going to prove to you who I am. I'm the God of gods. I'm the Lord of lords. I'm the one that came from nowhere because there was nowhere for me to come. I am the Alpha and omega. I'm the beginning and the end. I am self-existent. I am God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. I am God in the flesh, Jesus Christ. Oh, good God almighty. I'm going to sanctify myself. Sanctification means set apart. People have been taking God's name in vain. They've been trying to mix God with all kind of false gods. And God said, I'ma sanctify myself. I'ma show you who I am. Y'all think I'm y'all think I'm a little toy. You think I'm a little playboy. You think you can treat me in a kind of way and it's because of my mercy and my love and the birth death and the resurrection of my son on calvary cross i could have wiped you out a long time ago but i love you so much that's why i died for you and since i died for you you still rejected me so you're going to have to pay for your own sins think about it israel is getting ready to come back they're already back in the land they've been in the land for- 1948 until 2023, Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. President Trump said Jerusalem is the capital of Israel, and he brought it back in 2014, and now Jerusalem is the capital of Israel, the city of the great king, and Jesus Christ is what? He's going to rule from Jerusalem. Listen to what I'm saying. Jesus Christ is going to rule from Jerusalem in the millennium reign. But first he has to cleanse the earth from sin. He has to get rid of the devil. He has to bound him for a thousand years. he got to wipe out the sinners from off the face of the earth, those that don't want it. Uh-oh, because God just don't wipe people out just for fun. He made a way that man could escape his wrath. And you don't want to be caught under the wrath of God when God gets angry, when his full wrath comes. You see his full wrath in the flood, the flood. God wiped out almost everybody except eight people. Wiped out Sodom and Gomorrah except three people. And he's still wiping people out. When you cut God out and use his name in vain and you lie, you cheat, you steal, and you throw up your fingers and tell me, you take a flying leap? I don't want you. Take your cross and shut it. God said, I'll give you enough time to repent and turn from your wicked ways, and you didn't. So now you've got to pay the piper. Wages of sin and death but the gift of God's eternal life. Listen to what Egypt will say. Thus saith the Lord God, out that art thou he whom I have spoken in the old time by my servants, the prophets of Israel, which prophesied in those days many years that I would bring thee against them. And it shall come to pass at that same time, God shall come against the land of... You hear what that said? God shall come against the land of Israel, says the Lord God, that my fury shall come up in my face. Woo! That's not good. When God's fury, when he actually gets angry at the foolishness that man is trying to put over him, the fury of his wrath will come up in his face, for in my jealousy and in the fire of my wrath have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land. Uh-oh, that's going to be a great. you talking about shaking, loud and roll. you talking about earthquakes. You ain't seen nothing yet, my friends. My loved ones, the saints of God and those that ain't saints, the sinner, those that don't go to church, listen to what I'm saying. You ain't going to hear this in church. You're not going to hear this in church. You are you ain't going to hear the Bible re, re, read in church hardly anymore. They don't even use hymn books no more. And they ain't reading from the Bible no more. They don't believe in the Word of God. They ain't standing on the Word of God. They ain't loving the Word of God. Let me tell you something. Those that don't love the Word of God and don't love Jesus Christ, guess what? You're lost. You're lost. And he says, here, in my jealousy, in my fire of my wrath, have I spoken. Surely in that day there shall be a great shaking in the land of Israel. How great is the shaking going to be? 20, 21, 22, 23 verse. This is what it says. So that the fishes of the sea and the fowl of the heaven and the beasts of the field and all creeping things that creepeth up on the earth and all the men that are up on the face of the earth shall shake, be thrown down in my presence. And the mountains shall be thrown down, and the steep places shall, be, shall fall, and every wall shall fall to the ground. And I will call for a sword against him throughout all my mountains, saith the Lord God. Every man's sword shall be against his brother. When the Russian army, listen, when the Russian army and the five nations that will come down from the north come down, God is going to shake the whole earth that the fishes and the animals and every human being will feel the quakes of the whole earth during the time that Russia will come down from the northern part and try to infiltrate Israel, and try to get rid of the Jewish nation, and try to take all their spoil, and try to take all their oil, and try to take all their potash which is fertilizer, and take all their forces, and use it for their goods, and for their spoil. God said, I'm going to shake the whole world, that the fishes of the sea will fill it, and every man. Look, 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 look what it says. It says, it says here, so that the fishes of the sea and the fowl of the heavens and the beasts of the field and all creeping things that creep above on the earth, all the men that are on the face of the earth shall shake at my presence, and the mountains shall be thrown down, and steep places shall fall, and every wall shall fall to the ground. And I will call for my sword against him throughout all my mountains, saith the Lord God, every man's sword shall be against his brother, and I will plead against him. With pestilence and with blood, I will rain upon him, upon his band, upon many people that are with him, and overflowing rain of great hailstones, fire and brimstone. Thus, this is God talking. This is God talking. This is what he said. This is what God said. Thus, I will magnify myself. Home. God said, I'm going to enlarge my, I'm already, he already enlarged, but he's going to enlarge himself towards man. Because man don't think God is, is bigger than he is. God's going to prove how big he is. He's awesome. He's terrible in judgment. His love endures well. His mercy never ceases. His goodness is what my, my mind can comprehend. His love passes all understanding. What he did on Calvary proves that he so loved the world. He gave it only. He got him son. Yeah. That whoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. This is Ezekiel. Talking about the end time and last day battle. It's called World War Three. Russia and five armies will come against the land of Israel. Yeah, if you touch the Jew, mm you are in trouble. There's no other nation, there's never been a nation that did the Jews wrong and got away with it. No other nation, no other individual have ever got away with when they persecute the Jewish people. Yeah, it was Egypt that got the first persecution. And then Assyria came along, and she was destroyed. And then Babylon came along, and she was destroyed because they mistreated the Jew. And then uh, Median Persia came along, and they were destroyed because they messed with the Jewish people. And then the Grecian Empire came, and they were destroyed. And then the Roman Empire came, and it was destroyed. And after they were destroyed, they tell me in the Bible revelation, the Roman government will be uh, reunited and uh, revamped. It will be revived, and that's called the New World Order. The New World Order is on the prowl now. The New World Order mm -hmm, is one that's going to be finished by God Almighty because the New World Order is European common market nations that in which the Antichrist will come and the Antichrist is coming from NATO. Good God Almighty, NATO is what the Antichrist is. NATO is the ten horns, the ten crowns, and the ten toes that Daniel talked about. And he said... Uh, after he talked about it, he saw the ten toes, and then he had to switch from ten toes to eleven horns. And when he switched to the eleven horn, he said, I saw ten horns. But in the midst of the ten horns, I saw another little horn. And he said, this little horn had eyes like a man and spoke great things like the most high. And somebody said, well, preacher, who is the eleventh horn? Who is the eleventh horn? Who is the 11th horn? Where did the 11th horn come from? Well, we know the 10 horns, the 10 European common markers, they already exist. The 11th horn came into power in 1986. In 1986, what nation came to be the 11th horn? The 11th nation of the European common market that Daniel talked about, that Daniel explained, he didn't name the country, but he said that 11th horn came up from amongst the 11th ten horns, and the 11th horn is where the Antichrist is coming from. He's alive today. What country is that? You ready for this? Oh, are you ready for this? The 11th horn that came into power of the 10 European common market horns is Spain. Spain is the 11th horn. And out of Spain will come a man that's called the son of perdition, the little horn that had great mouth and eyes and spoke great things against the most High. In Spain, Spaniards are descendants of Esau. Esau was rebellious. Esau was Jacob's brother. Esau mingled and mixed with the Jews and now this man is one of the one that come from the throne of David, descended from the throne of David. And Esau sold his birthright. Esau was trying to get rid of Jacob. And the Bible says in Jeremiah 31, I think 31 and 7, he said, I'm going to come to a point where it's going to be another Jacob's trouble. And another Jacob's trouble means in the tribulation period, there's going to be a persecution from the Gentile nation like never before that may may, make Esau look like a playboy. But this Esau is mingled his Spanish people. Spanish came from Esau. Israel came from Jacob. Esau had 12 princes and Jacob had 12 princes. And now they have intermingled and cross-married and they call themselves kings in royal blood. There ain't nothing but one royal blood. That royal blood is Jesus Christ. His blood can make you royal. His blood can make you a prince. His blood can make you a child of God. His blood can give you eternal life. His blood can give you joy and peace. His blood, not nobody else's. Anybody else's blood can only save your life, your physical life. But the blood of Jesus Christ saves your spiritual life, saves your soul from sin, death, hell, and the grave. My friends, this is the 38th chapter. Of Ezekiel By probably been the 38th chapter of Ezekiel Next week we'll go with The 39th chapter It's got another chapter in there that tells you What's going to happen pretty soon In The Middle East The Middle East now is a hot box Next thing on the prowl Next thing's on the list is found in the 16th chapter of Revelation. In the 16th chapter of Revelation, we will read exactly what's going on over there in the Middle East. And this is what's going on. In the 16th chapter of Revelation, did I get it for you? 16th chapter of Revelation, we read exactly. What's happening in our world today will be found in Revelation because it talks about the drying up, the drying up the, of the Euphrates River. 16th chapter, the 12th verse, 16th chapter of the 12th verse says, And the sixth angel poured out his Vow upon the great river Euphrates. The great river of Euphrates. And the water, you hear what I'm saying? And the water thereof was dried up. It's drying up now. It's almost at rock bottom. That the ways of the kings of the east might be prepared. Preparing who is east of the Euphrates River. The Euphrates River, on the other side of the Euphrates River is China, Korea, North Korea, Japan, Taiwan. All those oriental nations are going to cross the Euphrates River. And what they cross in the Euphrates River, that will be ready at the period of the time called the Battle of Armageddon. you hear what I said? The Battle of Armageddon. By the time of the rapture and the seven-year tribulation starts, going through the last part of the tribulation, the Euphrates River would be dry that China, Japan, North Korea, South Korea, Taiwan, will be able to drive tanks and planes across the river to prepare at the battle of Armageddon that's fought at Megiddo. Megiddo is a battleground of over 40, 40 battles have been fought over there in the valley of Megiddo. Goliath was killed there. Jehoshaphat fought there. Many kings fought there. And now it's coming to the final, final, final blow which would be the Battle of Armageddon. And in World War Two, General W. MacArthur stood on the top of the USS Missouri in Tokyo Bay, and he signed a peace treaty with Japan to let the people know you don't want to mess with America. You don't want to bomb Pearl Harbor no more, because when you bomb Pearl Harbor— I came back with President Harry S. Truman, said you're going to have to drop the bomb on Japan. And they dropped the atomic bomb on Japan, and they dropped two, Little Boy and Big Boy, and it killed over 80,000 people plus. And they tell me Japan surrendered and said, we got enough. We can't handle that. But let me tell you something. General MacArthur knew something about Revelation. He knew something about the 19th chapter of the 11th verse of Revelation. He said on the USS Missouri, he said, look here, mm-hmm. I got something to tell the nations and tell the world, tell, tell them. Uh, if we don't find a more equitable way to settle our differences, if we don't find a better way to get along together and stop war, guess what's going to happen? Armageddon. Armageddon is lying in our front door. Yeah, don't you know General MacArthur mm-hmm, knew what he was talking about? Because we're not far from the battle of Armageddon. Because the armies of the world is preparing to meet at Megiddo. Man, this First World War III is going to start before the Armageddon comes. God is going to wipe out the Russian armies. That only one sixth of the Russian army will be left. And then the Russian army is going to regroup, regroup, regroup themselves. And at the close of the tribulation period, they're going to meet God Almighty. All the armies of the world, including America, is going to meet God Almighty. You hear what I said? It ain't going to meet, ain't going to meet no pig squeak. You're going to meet Jesus Christ. It's going to meet Jesus Christ. At the Battle of Armageddon. And we're going to find out exactly how this thing is going to end. And in the 19th chapter, in the 19th chapter of the book of Revelation, the 11th verse, this is what you call the Battle of Armageddon. This is what Christ is absolutely going to look like when he comes back. This is what's going to happen when the end of the tribulation ends. Listen to what John wrote 2,000 years ago. The 11th verse said, And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat on him was called faithful and true. And in righteousness he does judge and make war. I want to tell you this afternoon, it wasn't Buddha on a white horse. It wasn't Jehovah Witness on a white horse. It wasn't no religion on a white horse. It was Jesus Christ, because Jesus Christ is faithful, and he is true, and he does judge and make war. His eyes were flame of fire, and his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew he himself. And he was clothed in a vest dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the army good God Almighty. What's the army? The army is the church. <laughs> good God Almighty. And I don't see nowhere in the Bible, I don't see the Catholic there, I don't see the Buddha there. I don't see the Baptist there. I don't see the Presbyterian there. I don't see Jehovah Witness there. I don't see the Mormons there. I don't see no religion there because it's not going to be religion. It's going to be salvation through Jesus Christ. And they was on white horses. Listen to what it said. And he said, The armies which was in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen and white and clean, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, And with it he shall smite the nations. And he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he shall rule them uh, with a rod of iron. And he will tread the winepress of his fierce wrath of the Almighty God. Good God Almighty. Good God Almighty. This is what General MacArthur was talking about. He said, this is Armageddon. And Armageddon is where all the nations, the armies, And this valley right now is 200 square miles. And it's a perfect place for a battle. And Christ is going to come back and wipe out all the armies. And he's going to rule the nations with a rod of iron. Hallelujah. 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 We ain't got there yet, but it's on its way. Just a few more adjustments could be made in Jerusalem. I don't know about you, but I feel all right now. I don't know about you, but I feel all right. I feel all right because I think 2023 is going to be the year the Lord comes. I don't know what hour I don't know what day but I'll tell you one thing I know about it I know about the feast of the Lord and there's only three more feasts to be fulfilled and the feast that's going to be fulfilled is the feast of the trumpets and the feast of Yom Kippur and the feast of the tabernacle. and the feast of the trumpets represents the rapture the feast of Yom Kippur represents the second coming of Jesus Christ as mentioned in the 11th to 19th chapter of Revelation, the 11th verse, and the Feast of Tabernacle represent the millennium reign, and when the millennium reign comes, that means Satan will be bound in the bottomless pit and sealed until a thousand years over, and now on doing time that Satan will have no part on earthly affairs, and it tells me men will be brought back in the relationship With God himself through Jesus Christ They tell me the wolf and the lamb Will lay down together And the child will play with the cock thrice Then, that means with a snake And they tell me the lion Will eat grass like straw And they tell me the wolf mm, Will lay down with the kid goat hey yeah, sin uh, will almost be annihilated Sin will be cremated Sin will be wiped off the face of the earth Because there's one more sin God has got to deal with And that sin is unbelief uh, Good God Almighty, God going to say I'm going to prove to you that one sin that you can't blame on the devil There's one sin you cannot blame on the devil And that sin is unbelief Because man was born in sin, shaped in iniquity. He was born in unbelief. And the only way that he can be born in belief is through the blood of Jesus Christ. And God is going to prove to man that he is what? Totally, totally depraved. He's sick. Because during the millennium reign. The people that came through the tribulation period with their natural body, they're going to go into the millennium reign, and they're going to repopulate the earth, and it's going to take a thousand years of ruling with Christ, and Christ is going to rule the world like a rod of iron, going to be tough love, tough justice. There ain't going to be no fooling. There ain't going to be no whorehouses. There ain't going to be no killing and murdering. There ain't going to be no jailhouses. There ain't going to be nothing but a rod of iron because God's going to execute judgment right away if there's any fooling around of anybody getting ideas on their own. But Satan will not have no taken in it. After the thousand years reign with Jesus Christ, Satan will be let loose one more time. And when he's let loose, those that did not receive Christ during the millennium reign, they're going to be influenced by the devil to come against the Jerusalem one more time. And that battle is called Gog and Magog. And he took that name up because Gog means godless, Magog, sinful, rebellion, sick, so God and me, God, will be wiped out by fire coming down out of hell. And my friends, we come to a conclusion. Salvation through Jesus Christ, or you're going to die and go to hell. Salvation through Jesus Christ, or you're going to be lost forever. Salvation through Jesus Christ. Mean there is no other way that a man can be redeemed. Ain't no other way that a man can be justified or sanctified but by the blood of Jesus Christ. So you just to repent of your low-down, dirty, rotten, conniving sin and come to Jesus Christ and kneel at the foot of the cross and say, Lord, have mercy on my soul. Have mercy on my soul. Please save my soul. But the world is not saying that. And after the millennium is over, God is going to resurrect all the wicked dead from the time of Adam all the way until the time of the end of the millennium. All the wicked dead are going to be resurrected. And when they are resurrected, here's what they're going to head. This is after the millennium reign. Now listen to this. After the millennium reign, John said, this is what I saw. This is what I experienced. This is what I verify, certify. 20th chapter of the book of Revelation, 11th chapter, it said, and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away and there was found no more place for them. In other words, the heaven and earth are going to flee away. Now, after they flee away, it says in the 12th verse, And I saw the dead, spiritually dead, small and great, stand before God. Oh, stand before God. And the books were open. And another book was opened which is the book of life and the dead spiritually dead separated from God were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works and the sea gave up the dead which were in it and death those that were lost and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell, I'll read it again. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. My friends, this is the gospel. God made a way for you to escape. God made a way for you to be saved. That's A-B-D. That's all I know, to be saved. Accept Jesus Christ into your life. Accept his blood, accept his love, accept his joy, accept his forgiveness, accept everything that God can give you. He gave everything he had. He gave his son. Jesus Christ became sin who knew no sin and bore the sins of the world and died for the sins of the world for you that you could be saved from sin, that you wouldn't have to go to hell because of unbelief. Anybody that goes to hell, they'll go because of unbelief. Because if you, God, without getting your sins forgiven, you got to pay for your sins. You've got to be punished for your sins. You've got to suffer for your sins because Jesus Christ suffered for you on the cross and you rejected it. You denied it. You made fun of it. You ignored it. You laughed at it. You felt embarrassed about it. So now you've got to take the weight of your own sins and you've got to suffer, not on the cross, but in hell, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I can't say enough evers. If I say one ever, that completes it. Forever be tormented day and night, no intermission, no release, no coffee break, no donuts. No TV, no football, no basketball. Suffer forever. Punish where the worm never dies. Gnashing and gashing of teeth, cursing and doing all kind of wicked demons tormenting you and tormenting you and persecuting you. Your friends won't be able to help you. Your 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 insurance won't be able, your doctor won't be able to help you, your 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 car, your your money that you had, you it ain't gonna help you. You you're lost, you're lost, you're lost, because you refuse. The best thing that ever gonna happen to you is when Jesus can come into your life and you repent of your sins. And you may say, Well I don't sin much, you're a sinner anyway. You're a sinner because you're born a sinner. You're a sinner because you don't know God. You're a sinner because you haven't repented. You're a sinner because you will not accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. So now you have a lot of time in hell to think about it, what you could have did, but you didn't do it. You didn't do it. You love the world too much. You love your friends too much. You like to party too much. You like to sex too much. You like to smoke, drink, cuss, lie, cheat, party all the time. You don't want to serve God. You don't want to accept him, but now you're in misery. You wish you could come out for one second and get a breather, but there won't be no relief. Why waste your life? Why live for the devil? Why lie for him? Why do all the wicked things against God? And he ain't going to change his holiness. He's holy forever. He was holy before he made man. And he'll be holy when man is gone. He's holy, holy, holy. And holy means to be set apart from sin. Because sin is dirty, rotten, stinking, low down. God can't even look up on it. He turned his back on himself on the cross and said, my God. My God, why have you forsaken me? Why did I turn my back on myself and took the wrath of God through my son? He did it now. When I gave my life to Christ and then confessed with my mouth, And receive the Holy Ghost. I'm saved forever. The devil cannot take me out of God's hand. He cannot have my soul no more. He had it one time. He won't get it no more. Why would you want to die for a little pleasure? Then accept Jesus Christ. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. All that God had from here to eternity, he gave up himself and died a physical death. Tormented by the crowd, laughed at, kicked, spit, whipped 39 times, ripped his flesh open, stabbed him with spears and Nailed him with nails and marked him disrespectfully. Stripped him down almost naked. Hanging six long hours. Moon turned black. Sun refused to shine. Earthquake shook. Darkness over the face of the earth for three hours. You're talking about rocking the earth. Convulsions in hell. Devil shook like jello. Demons shimmel We never experienced anybody like this. Jesus. Abraham died in no earthquake. Job died in no earthquake. No patriarch died that caused an earthquake. But when Jesus died. This little celestial ball that we ride across the universe every day, shook like a little rubber ball. Come back from the grave. Come back from the grave on his own power. You hear what I said? Come back from death on his own went back to the sepulcher and glorified, come out on the tomb a glorified body. No more flesh and blood. When Christ ascended up into heaven, he didn't have no earthly flesh, and he didn't have no blood. He shedded his blood. And when we go to heaven, we ain't going to have no blood. We ain't going to have no earthly body. We're going to have a glorified body just like Jesus. And the only way you can get this body is if you accept him and repent of your sins and fall on your knees because let me tell you, we're coming to the end of the world. But before the end of the world comes, the end of the church age got to come first. And that's not far off. But the end of the world the end of this system will end at the tribulation period. At the end of the tribulation, that will be the end of sin, end of everything. Like I said, only one sin we'll deal with the tribulation, but sin is gradually going to be wiped off the face of the earth. So, if there's anybody out there that's listening to me, and I hope you are, tell your friends. Let them know that the Euphrates is drying up. And I'm not saying keep your eyes on the Euphrates. Keep your eyes on Jesus. But the Euphrates, the killings and the murders and the shootings and the raping and the uh, homosexuals and everything is on the increase. Earthquakes, pestilence, diseases, famines are spreading around the world. People going for civil war. People going to the woods. Can't live in the city no more. Food is going up. Gas is going up. Things are out of hand. Get ready. Get ready. The body of Christ is getting ready to leave. And then the seven-year tribulation. You don't want to have to go through the seven-year tribulation. You can accept him right now. And the only thing you got to do, the only thing you can do, make the right choice. Don't let Brother Bazaar preach this glorious gospel to you and you reject it. I'm not mad at nobody. I'm mad at the devil. I'm mad at his cohorts. I'm mad at his wickedness. I'm mad at what he's doing to people and what people are letting him do. I hate him. I hate him with a passion. And I want to let you know Jesus loves me. Jesus loves you. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Why don't you come to Jesus right now? The only thing you got to do is Repent. Repent means to turn with godly sorrow. Godly sorrow. You're sorry. How you sin against a holy, loving God. God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Don't let him have to let you go to hell. He don't want you to go to hell. He wants you to come to hell. Come to him, I guarantee, I guarantee, I guarantee you you won't be sorry that you did. You'll be the happiest person on the planet if you just let him come in. Confess with your mouth, believe with your heart that God raised him from the dead. And the Bible says, thou shalt be saved. For he is coming back. So keep your eye on the prize. Keep your eyes on Jesus and watch how the events of the world is being fulfilled. From the world councils of churches, from the great horde that stood up on the scarlet beast, that's the world church. The world church, I can tell you real shortly what the world church is. World church is when all religions come together under the authority of the pope. These people are unregenerated people that don't know Jesus Christ. They'll come under one thing. In other words, if you Buddhist, Shintoism, Taoism, they don't care nothing about what you do or how you live. You're going to be a gay, homosexual, anything. Just come and we're going to worship. We're going to worship Jesus Christ when he comes. And it won't be the true Christ. It'll be the devil. Because the only way you can worship the devil is through evil. You can't worship God through evil. You worship the devil. You do evil things and you're worshiping Satan. And that's what he wants. But if you turn from that, he's going to hate you for it. Because you're turning for righteousness. You're turning to seek the blood of Christ. That by the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ can walk into your life and change you forever. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from where? Warren, Ohio. I'm going on down there in Atlanta, Georgia, on block talk radio, on chaos. This is Elder G. I'm still on the battlefield. I'm still determined. I'm still willing to submit myself to God that I can preach this gospel, that somebody may come to him through this ministry. I've been doing this for 50 some years, 57 years in preaching it and trying to win, folks, to Christ. Nothing I can do. I've got to preach through the Spirit. And this is what the Spirit gave me to from God's Word. Keep your eyes on Jesus and watch out what's getting ready to happen in the Middle East. And around the world, earthquakes, there's more storms coming. There's more disaster coming. God has been merciful. God has been loving. God has been patient with the world. Time is running out. This is Elder G. Bazaar coming to you from Warren, Ohio. I want you all to continue to pray for me that I'll be what God called me to in these last and evil days. For the Lord is my hope and my joy, for on him I will put my trust in him, in Jesus' name. I'll tell you one thing, love you all out there. Come on back down Sunday at 5 o'clock. I'll be back, and we will talk about it some more. In Jesus' name I pray. You have a blessed night. See you later. God bless.